0: Welcome back to another edition of the Bowrush podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Travis Stowe, and I'm getting the opportunity to say welcome to 2023 opening archery season in Georgia. Now, other people in different states or around the world maybe have different times when hunting season starts, different times when archery season starts, but for Georgia, it's starting now. It is September 9th, and I can tell you it is going to be a great year. Our buddies in our hunting group have already found some perfect spots to hunt, have already gotten the trail cameras out, already been showing the type of deer, the the kill list that they're putting together, what they want to go after. And I can tell you, it's going to be pretty phenomenal. Well, this episode, we wanted to talk to Joe miles again. And if you haven't heard from one of our episodes, Joe miles, created the product line asio gear and when he came on he told us about the product he told us about some amazing stories and we honestly fell in love with the product well we've been using the product for quite some time now we decided to bring him on and share some of the new technology the new advancements the things he learned from listening to the hunters that use his product it not only changed the product for the better but it also changed him well anything have you known Joe is an incredible storyteller. He has some amazing stories and some really cool things you can possibly learn to make you even a better hunter. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's get it going.
1: Something I know we had, uh, we, we got a chance to talk a while back. Um, since then we actually joined, we actually joined up and, uh, had, had chased and joined the team with us. Uh, so we got Chasten on the call as well. He's another local Gainesville boy up here with me.
2: Hey Joe, right. how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Hope you are. Yes, sir. Man, we your to... your Florida boys, your Florida boys are coming into uh, South Carolina this weekend for a little SEC baseball.
1: Wait. Oh no, Gainesville, Georgia. Oh, Gainesville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're 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 a hop, skip, and jump from you, man. We're not we're not we're not far from that South <laughs> no, Carolina border.
2: Okay, I, I thought Gainesville, Florida. So sorry about that. No, no. Hey,
1: listen, uh, we we're, we're 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 Gator haters. <laughs> 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 no,
2: we're, we're all on the same page there there right, you we go
1: yeah. well you know I, um you know me and travis both were able to pick up some pick up some osseo gear shortly after that first podcast we had with you yep. um i think i i, I used it out in illinois that year and then last year chase and me went out to missouri and then illinois and back to back and man, I just—I'll tell you, man—it's—it's it's the most impressive gear. You just blend in everywhere that you're at, and it's the warmest thing in the world. So I, I'm, yeah, super appreciative of you coming on and, and talking to us about it because we—we definitely believe in that gear,
2: man. Awesome, man. That's so good to hear. I—I I appreciate y'all having me on again. It um, it's been quite a whirlwind, last three years for sure.
1: Well, that's part of it. right? We just want to—when we first talked, the, the line was out and really getting it starting to get a lot of kind of groundswell there's a lot of stuff on on social media about it but it was really just getting traction um what's what's changed for for you and for the company in the last three years has there been like a a major tipping point for you or kind of a epiphany that you had about the company itself uh over that that transition of just starting out to really being What's kind of a premier line in the industry right now? that's it's kind of setting, uh, it's kind of setting the
2: bar high, setting
1: the bar for everyone else.
2: You, you know, we we really just kind of stayed the course. Uh, we we you know had a a five year plan, and we're just getting into year four now, and we're uh, kind of right where we hoped we would be. Um, you just never know how the market is going to receive something that's brand new and. You know, we, we got quite a bit of, you know, I, I think you see that with about, it doesn't matter what industry it is, when something new comes out, uh, a lot of times th- there's a lot of blowback, a lot of negativity. Um, you know, you're, you're reinventing a wheel that doesn't need to be reinvented. You know, oh my gosh, just what the industry needs, another camo pattern. Um, you, you know, and, and that really, I guess, fueled us, um, you know, and, and created those Four thirty in the morning to, to ten o'clock at night, day, uh, and uh, we're we're still doing a lot of that, and um, we're we're not near where we where we want to be, you know, at, at the end of the game. Um, but but we are picking up co- quite a bit of, of market share, and um, you know, we're we're up uh, north of ten thousand customers now, which is which is really good, and. You know, considering 2019, no, nobody knew who Osseo was and, or even how to say the name or what it meant or anything like that. So, um, you know, it, like anything else, and I know you guys are very familiar with this, as hard, hard as you work at things, that that's what it takes. And, you know, I, I knew we had a good product. I knew it was good quality clothing. Um, and I, I knew the camo pattern made sense for us tree stand bow hunters. And if we just stayed the course, you know we, we'd start getting some organic growth and and you know luckily you know getting into year three we started to, to get some some organic growth and and what i mean by that is you know you guys get some of the stuff and you've got three or four buddies that see it and you explain it to them and 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 they look at it feel it touch it and then they end up with it and and so that that's really what you need and and, and that has finally started to happen
0: you know with the um your layering system you basically have different levels when it comes to the, what you need to use it for. But what do you think has been like your entry level purchase? Most people usually get in just to test the water of what you have and then eventually move into buying pretty either the, the entire product line or specifically for something that they're trying to do for a hunt. Like, which specifically do you think is the, uh, the entry level purchase?
2: Yeah. So I think that our, uh, our mid-weight pant and mid-weight hoodie, or, or you know, you know that that kind of is that. what guys start with, and then I would, I, I really our most popular seller of all is our Sherpa line jacket. Um, that that is you know kind of that midweight jacket that's got the windproof, waterproof membrane, um, and, and so that jacket, those midweight pants, and that that um, midweight hoodie tend to be you know what a lot of guys start with, and and you know it's regional. You know we get guys here in South Carolina. start early august and so we 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 do see a lot you know regionally of guys getting early season pants and early season hoodie because it's 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 such hot weather here when we first
0: (laughs) when we ordered and i i surprisingly i didn't get the pants i just have the um um what do you call it the bibs and i realized that i made i kind of made a mistake because it took me a little bit i was like i really wish i got uh, at least a lower level or a um the pants itself because it was it really does keep you warm incredibly warm um i was sweating i'm like this is what i it felt great i feel like it's like a blanket but then even like october i'm like i i really have to question if i want to wear it then i'm going in with like my britches just because it gets so hot
2: yes yeah i mean that that prima loft insulation is 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 for, for weight to warmth ratio, it, it really is some of the warmest stuff on the planet. It, you know that the the, the man that invented Primaloft has not gotten enough credit because that is a that that is a super warm insulation for sure.
1: Well, we're wearing that stuff out in Illinois last year, it wasn't too cold. Uh, the year before, though, um, that's that's when it was. I mean, I, I think most of the five days I was out there, it was teens to low teens to maybe high uh, high single digits and i mean i didn't i didn't get cold one time
2: and that stuff and that's awesome <laughs> i i love hearing that and you know me, me being a southern boy like y'all i i would freeze to death mm-hmm. you know you, you go to kansas and get a 25 mile an hour wind and a 25 degree day and and try and sit for six hours god I would i would freeze to death so so yeah, I'm not as tough as those Midwest boys. That's for sure. <laughs> I <No>. gotta.
3: <laughs> Joe, I'm trying to pull up a, a picture. Um, I went to Missouri uh, for the first time, um, and that's so what I'm trying to think. If is it was 2020 or 2021? Because the date is significant because you said earlier um, that 2019. You know, nobody really knew Ozio or anything like that. Well, um, <clears throat> this was my first out of state trip, and we were going up to bow hunt northeast missouri and my neighbor was actually going with me and we he i remember um him coming out to me and asking me um hey i am getting some new camo this stuff's called ozio have you ever heard of it and um i hadn't heard of it at that time but i remember it coming in and he he loved it um but yeah that was that was really early on uh, just thinking about it and it just dawned on me that you know of that story but he loves it um he he still wears it to this day he's a good buddy of mine he still wears it um that is that's his great. main line for for hunting so um awesome yeah it's uh you're definitely reaching out to people that was in jefferson georgia he lives in jefferson georgia um and yeah it was uh he's he's very impressed with it
2: so that's good man and and, and you know that's that's really what it takes is, is guys that, that get it and, and use it. And, you know, we're, we're always getting feedback. We're always trying to stay, you know, ahead of the curve on technology. You know, I'm, I'm constantly getting in new fabrics to sample and, you know, cause it, it, it is so dadgum competitive. I mean, you've got some 800 pound gorillas and, you know, we're, we're, we're a small shop, you know, we're, we're a small shop that's growing. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know where we can we can win is is really our customer service and then you know if anything ever happens to any of the gear we you know we have a lifetime warranty no, no questions asked if you know you bought something in 2019 and it rips or a button tears off we'll either fix it or replace it so um, you know, that, that's where we can really go head to head with some of these bigger companies. That's awesome.
1: Well, I think, I think something that speaks, you know, volumes to that is, you know, when, when we kind of first reached out to talk to you, it was early on, um, and it, we're just, we're, we're just a couple guys doing a podcast, but every year, I mean, you answer text messages, you kind of tell me how, how your hunting season has been, or you listen to, listen to my hunting stories. So to still have that connection where, you know, someone like you is is replying back to text messages and I know it's not just me, right? I mean, I know that's that's a lot of guys out there and a lot of girls that you've talked to over the years, but you really care about the people that are that are using the gear and you're excited to hear, "Hey, how are they using the gear?" And that's you don't get that with a lot of companies out there. You get a you get a 1-800 number and and hopefully
2: a call back, right? Or you, well, know. I, you know, I absolutely love it. You know, I, I, I love it. You, you know, I was I, I had the opportunity this past past week to spend three days in the woods with Bobby Worthington. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but um, he, he's, uh, you know, one of the best whitetail hunters on the planet that, that a lot of guys don't know who he is. And, and, you know, just just I drove all the way to Kentucky just to hang out with him for three days. I, I just I'm fascinated by these animals and I, I love talking to guys about it i love talking about the gear just every single little facet is just it it, it consumes my life and and man i i it, the the day that any of us quit learning you know about these deer or about this hunting stuff is is the day you, I, you know it's cliche if you will but you, you hang it up and so i, I wanting to talk to guys and 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 learn as much as i can
1: well, something you said earlier, um, you know, starting out was it, it's a pattern that really worked for, for us tree hunters. Um, how many stories have you heard or, or is, is this something that's become more relevant where this is such a good pattern on the ground? I think, you know, I've had some really close encounters just sitting on the ground on on oak blowdowns or last year. Um, I mean, I had, a, I had a doe come four yards from me and, and had no idea I was there. And I was just standing, standing up in front of the tree with a little bit of cover, but I really feel like it was how this this camo really does blend in, even on the ground level. Um, have you have you heard those stories, or do you, do you attribute you know some of the the growing yeah, success uh, I, to that?
2: Absolutely, man. And, and my intention was never to to create a turkey hunting you know camo or turkey hunting line. It sure is but though. <laughs> we, I, I'm telling you, man. and and I've got a buddy. Um, you know that 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 is a big time turkey hunter and he's always like hey we need to put some green in this we need to put some green in this and and he um he he's used it for the last two years and and he he actually just killed a really big bird in in illinois or kansas and um (laughs) Uh, you're talking to the right turkey guy then (laughs) yeah and, and, and and he's like man we don't need to put anything in this camo pattern he's he's like it it does so good against the trees and and up against you you know these oaks and these pines and whatever tree i'm sitting on he's like man i I like it just how it is um but but you know that that is something down the road that that we may look into you Mm -hmm. know we, we developed this pattern really based on how deer see and i know turkeys you know see differently um and, and I, I I haven't done a whole lot of research, and of course we would really dive into that. But I, I do believe turkeys see more color, like mm-hmm. like I think they do see green and stuff better than deer do. So that down the road, that is something that we might end up doing.
1: Is is so the guy you were just talking about is that something we can talk about, or is or is that kind of behind closed doors?
2: No, no, we can absolutely talk about that.
1: Okay, we're 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 making the assumption that you're talking about uh, Jay Maxwell.
2: Yes, you're right. You're yeah.
1: absolutely right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is that is a turkey killer of turkey killers. He he loves his deer, but man, if you need someone to for advice on how to kill a turkey, how they act, where they are, uh, or what they're thinking, uh, that's that's the guy to be talking to. He's he's, he's a local yeah, Georgia he, boy too.
2: yeah, he is a great guy. I met him at the ATA show, and he and I hit it off immediately. Um, we, we got him, you know, all situated with, uh, with ICO and, um, even got his shotgun dipped in ICO and, <laughs> and, um, he's, he's fired up about it. He, he really likes it. And, and, and I, I think to the point that, that he wants to design with us, a, a, a turkey vest and some other, you know, turkey products. And he really loves the pattern as a turkey pattern. So we're, we're fired up to be working with him.
3: Yeah. Uh, funny story about Jay. Um, so we, uh, I, Last year I entered a um last year season I entered a Georgia bow hunting challenge and um there was 20 teams give or take um maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit less I can't really remember um there was five people it was four or five people to the team I'm sorry my just my facts are probably a little off it's been a while since I've <laughs> did it but uh four to five people per team um and it's random draw so you had to pay to get in um, the winner of the contest it's scored by you know does get uh, uh, one doe is like fifty points. Um, you can enter two does uh, per person, and then a buck is fifty points, and then you um, add on to that point system for based off the antlers. Um, it it was a really cool thing. Um, but funny story about Jay is we ended up um, on the same team and um we all had a pretty successful season, and it was down to the wire, and I needed two more two more does. Um, I hadn't filled my dough tags yet, um, and if I filled those two dough tags, we would have been in first place. Well, at the time, what we didn't realize is there was a couple more people that were holding, that was about to fill their dough tags as well, so I think we ended up getting third or fourth place, but. Um, Jay's like, I was at the fire station, I'm a fireman full-time, and uh, I get a Facebook message, and it's from Jay Maxwell, you know, and I'm, I'm, I've am i always been a big Seek One fan, um, I've watched sure. them from day one, and so I, I knew that Jay had branched out and did his own thing, and I was like, Jay Maxwell messaged me, that was a pretty cool moment, but he's like, hey man, uh, if you kill two does, we'll be in first place, uh, call me if you need any help, here's my number, and uh, he just gave me his number, and I reached out to him and he uh, he's like yeah he's like uh, do you, you know do you need help I, what I think he was offering and I, I don't we did he never specifically came and did this but I'm pretty sure he, if I needed a place to go shoot a couple of does he would have said hey come over here let's let's get it done but um, luckily I just landed a new spot uh, got permission on a new spot um, and was able to go the two days later and harvest two deer that morning and. Uh, like i said we end up getting like third or fourth but um like ricky bobby said if you're not first you're last so that still hurts <laughs> but, um, my hero ricky bobby yeah, yeah. um but just uh it was just a cool experience and and um so he, he's just an outstanding guy and i still have his number today um and we're hoping to get him on the podcast too um but he's he's a great guy so
2: he, he really is he, he, he's a great guy and um you know we we uh you know again we're a small a smaller company and and i think he saw a lot of room uh to grow with us um you know us being from the south and and you know him not being just a number but being an actual contributor to the brand and Mm -hmm. the direction of the brand and and that sort of thing we you know we just we just hit it off um and and we, we couldn't be happier to to have him as as part of the team and and um you know giving us good feedback because he he is a heck of a hunter not only with the turkeys but with the deer as well so absolutely once once he gets a couple seasons under his belt you know um you know that that's something that we do you know with you guys and you know everybody else that hunts seriously is is we have a very um in check ego and Want the honest feedback, so so you know we we try and talk to all of our guys that that hunt a lot that that run it. Hey, you know, let's let's walk through the the early season pants. You know, what what if you, if you had a, a perfect world, what what changes would you make to it? You know, I, well, I'd like a pocket here, or I'd like you know a place to be able to put my knife, or mm-hmm. you know whatever it may be. And and so we we take note of all that, and we go to the drawing board for quote unquote 2.0, you know, all that goes into the equation. Um, So, so I think that's really what Jay saw, uh, you know, know, with us. And, and again, yeah, we're, we're happy to have him working with us. Uh, You
1: you got a good guy working with you guys for sure. And
2: and Joe, I think this, you
1: know,
0: the,
3: I think the transition of camo over the years, you know, you look at uh, 20 years, 20, 30 years ago, uh, maybe even forty years ago, like real tree, um, and and then you know some of those uh, original um, camos that they had, and mossy oak, and you know the bottomlands, and all those um, like Grandpa used to wear, you know. And um, yeah, that's real special camo, and it it definitely got the job done. But you know, it, we've gone so far in the camo uh, world. I feel like with just learning deer and learning how. Um, the white tail deer seas yeah. and, and what they, you know, and things like that. And I'm all about, you know, if you listen to any of the podcasts I've been on previously, I'm all about doing whatever I can do to increase my odds at harvesting that mature buck. whether that's putting some yellow magic out in front of me, <laughs> 50 pounds at a time, or yep. whether it's spending yep. the money on some dang good camo, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I do think it would be fun to if we could go back in time and um just show grandpa you know the the new camo lines out you know they would they would probably <laughs> never probably expect like, it no, you know no, they'd be no, like no. there ain't no way you're going to wear that in the woods you know cuz it ain't uh army pattern you know so um right but but the truth about it is is you know you there's been as many deer killed just sitting on the ground in a t-shirt and shorts you know um
2: oh 100% but i think it is 100%.
3: important that that we um you know um, we we hold on tra- to tradition, but we also move on to the future and say we can increase our odds of harvesting deer um, by using technology to our advantage, and, and so I think that's definitely yeah. what you're doing.
2: No, Well, there's there's no doubt, man. There, there's been hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of deer killed in, in uh, what, what they always say, clad clad shirts, blue jeans, yeah. and, and you do absolutely absolutely don't need camouflage to kill a deer um you know i I think if you if you are a guy that like you said wants to stack the odds a little bit more in your favor if you've got good quality windproof stuff that's warm and you're hunting in cold environments with a good premium line of clothing regardless of whether it's camo or not just a good premium line of clothing that can keep you in the stand longer your odds go up Yep. and then where where we where I think we win compared to other camo is our camo lets you get away with movement more than a plaid shirt and blue
3: jeans. absolutely and, yeah, which and that is huge. can be the
2: difference that can be the difference in, in, in killing the deer and but but you don't have to have it and I'll, I'll never argue that somebody that says, my granddad stacked them up in in the blue jeans and the flannel shirts. I, I absolutely, he did. And and before granddad had the technology of flannel, you know, there was a guy in a loincloth that was stacking them up. So <laughs> with so, no, with, you know, no <laughs> yeah, a, with no shirt on. Yeah, with no shirt on. That's right with a with a hairy back and a hairy chest. Yeah, you know, and well, that's and
3: the
0: true so, camel there. That is <laughs> the true camel. Yeah. Well, that's
3: how I still hunt. I don't know about y'all, but. <laughs>
0: so, the the first time we actually um had you on the class we never tried the camel yet now we've had uh some seasons with it one of the things that i actually would like to know is what would be a proper way to clean it i mean one of the things i've always done especially when you think you have a high end you don't want to just throw it in the washer and dryer even though it says you can like what is it the best way to get the most use ability out of this camel without damaging it
2: yep so you want to make sure whatever kind of detergent you wash it in it doesn't have any uv brighteners mm-hmm. because when you like your wife's tide for example has uv brighteners in it and and i've got a uv light and like she'll she'll sometimes wash one of my vests i've got a camo vest and i wear to work and stuff so i don't really hunt out of it but she will wash that thing and, and tide or whatever it is that she uses and um i can run that uv light over it and it it, it shines like a blue like a blue light bulb Okay. Um, you want to make sure whatever detergent you use, uh, you know, whether it's dead down wind, you know, what I, I like to use the, the, the phase stuff from, mm-hmm. from, uh, illusion or deer society. You know, those, I, I like those guys that they're buddies of ours and have been a long time. So I try to support them. So I like to use that phase. It doesn't have any UV brighteners and it is uh, very camo, uh, friendly, um, and and it doesn't have any it's it's odorless. So I'll use that and, and everything that we have, you can wash on in warm water with with that detergent. And then what I do with uh, most all of the stuff is I will dry it ninety percent of the way on low heat, tumble dry, low heat, about ninety percent of the way. and then i'll I'll hang dry it the rest of the way. Now, the, the early season stuff, you can dry that stuff the whole way. The midweight hoodie, you can dry that the whole way. The vest, you can dry it the whole way. But the stuff with the Prima Loft insulation and then the, the fleece line stuff, like the Sherpa jacket, Sherpa pants, and Sherpa bibs, those I like to, you know, I'll stop at about 90% and just let them air dry. Okay. Um, you know, that, that tends to let the, the, the life of those garments last longer and that insulation and that, that fleece will, will keep its loss longer. You don't have to do that. You can dry it all the way, but that's just my recommendation and what we've found.
0: That's good to know. It's yeah. good information. Absolutely.
1: Well, one thing with camo, it kind of falls in line with my same thoughts on, on scent control is if you're hunting mature buck, doesn't matter how you smell, how much, how much scent cover you have, it doesn't matter what kind of camo you have on, if you do the best scent protection you can, if you wear the best, most perfect camo, it's only going to give you that that additional little bit of time. Right? Oh yeah, it's just just can I get that extra five or ten seconds before before they get wary?
3: Well, you know, and yeah, <clears throat> just deer behavior, right? A lot of times it's not even the big mature buck; it's the daggum mature <laughs> doe, <laughs> the doe. That's standing behind, standing under your tree that you don't know about when you you know get tunnel vision when you got a hundred and fifty inch deer in front of you um and she'll bust you just I, i've always said and, and joe i don't know if you'll agree with this and scott and travis but i think it's just as hard to beat a, a mature doe's nose as it is a buck's nose um and they're just they're they're mamas you know and they're they're tough and they're smart and they know when something's different in the woods um don't believe no me quite. go there and hunt and you'll i promise you you'll hear them blow at you oh yeah you know all so the time. that
1: nanny doe's
2: got to go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've, I've told this story uh, a lot of times, but I had a, a spot in Illinois that was really good and it had a, a like human walking path on one side of it. it. It really helped it because deer in that area would, you know, they, they got more accustomed to human scent. Um, and I, I would walk down that path in the mornings, you know, 30 minutes before daylight. And I'd have to cut off the path like 50 yards to get to my tree. And I never will forget it. I had I'd sprayed down with whatever it was uh, on my boots and I'd gotten my clothes. They were all out of the scent-free everything. And, and um, to the point that we, we even had a, a scent-free washing machine and dryer that we only used for hunting clothes in that <laughs> camp in Illinois. and. We were as scent free as we could possibly be. And that morning, you know, 5.30, I'd cut down that path, climbed up my tree. And at 10.30 in the morning, here comes one of those does that you're talking about. I mean, just an old Roman nose. She had to be <laughs> eight, nine, eight, nine years old. She had two fawns with her and she comes bebopping across this cattle pasture and they jumped the little fence. And, you know, they're, they're on the walking path and they're acting completely normal. Well, she starts coming kind of towards where I cut over and smelled where i had cut off that walking path and buddy it became a hundred percent business she me all the way to the base of my stand went over to my pull-up rope smelled it smelled my sticks and look up in the tree and, and and picked me off and completely lost it ran about 100 yards and blew for 15 minutes letting everybody know what's going on and there's nothing more yeah, aggravating I mean, than that yeah. yeah and i mean that. That I had, it had been five thirty in the morning, and this was this was ten thirty in the morning, and she still did that. And and you know, it's amazing how those old mature does uh, are so switched on.
3: They are, and I think, I you know, I, this is not scientifically backed by no means because I probably need to do more research. But I think it's just that motherly instinct. Um, you know, I I have young does around me all the time. They don't really give me no problems. It's just that one doe that you see coming up and the big hunchback and a you know long nose and just obviously an older deer and she will i promise you she will humble you in a heartbeat and (laughs) um she'll duck your arrow and everything you know it's just it's amazing it's uh but that's you know one reason i love hunting is is that the thrill and challenge of beating beating you know that animal in their natural habitat and you know that's where they that's their living room that's where they spend their their life at you know and we're visiting those their their house pretty much you know and trying to get it done so um again having a good camo line is is important and that gives you that slight advantage um absolutely that's something you you should 100 percent, in my opinion spend your money on and you know get that advantage so
2: Can can you say that again, real slowly? I I uh, (laughs) want (laughs) to.
3: Yeah, yeah. um, I I'll just take 10% of the market. Yeah, perfect. We can make that
2: happen.
1: (laughs) Well, well, you know, we're talking about hunting. I love talking about the gear uh, and and us using it, but obviously, you use it too. How how did your season go last year? You know, was there anything particular that you learned about your camo on your own hunts last year?
2: man I, I had one of the better years that i've had um i shot seven bucks last year yeah had a good year i killed i killed a buck that we had hunted in kansas uh for for four years he was an eight and a half year old and um a buddy had actually shot him in the shoulder as a four-year-old and Ooh. another guy Um, a real good buddy of mine from Ohio, hunted him the following year and had nighttime trail camera pictures of him, never saw him in daylight. I hunted him the following year, same thing, had uh, nighttime pics of him November 2nd, never got another picture of him, we were sure he was dead. And then lo and behold, year before last, he shows up again and I had already killed a buck in Kansas. And so this year I said, if this buck shows up, I am gonna spend the whole season hunting him. And I ended up uh, killing him the first afternoon I hunted him. I, I <laughs> wow. figured out exactly kind of where he was where he was bedded and it was completely opposite of where we thought he was living. Um, and, and then when you, you kind of put it all together, I, I won't sense. say it made it simple, but it sure, Made it a lot easier because there was really one funnel he was coming through, um, but but as as far as the the, the I, I got off track there a minute the the as far as the camo, um, you know, I guess I, I guess it kind of reinstilled that that. You know, because I started in South Carolina in August, and I shot a velvet buck opening day, August fifteenth, mm-hmm. and it's ninety-eight degrees and seventy-five percent humidity, and I'm in our early season stuff, and I'm as comfortable as we can be. Um, and then, you know, then, you know, later on in November, you know, up in Ohio, when you know, when it gets down into the teens and it's blowing hard as can be. And, and I'm in our our late season stuff, and, and and I'm I'm comfortable then, and then I finished up the season down in Mexico where we had a real, you know, we we would have a, a feel like temperature of in the 20s in the mornings, and then by the afternoon, it it would be almost up to 80, and and it just kind of. You know, it, it what it what it did is it, it showed, it taught me some gap pieces that we needed. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're gonna be adding a couple gap pieces. We're gonna have some base layers coming out. And I, I guess what the season taught me was that you really do need a line that, that goes from, from one spectrum all the way to the other. And then a really good layering system, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to layer under everything. So that, and and, and and I do absolutely look at it as a business when I go on these hunts is, how can I make the business better? You know, the business being the line of, of clothing and, and trying to experience as many different hunting scenarios and different parts of the whitetail range as I can.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's one thing to, to take the feedback from, from the people using it. Uh, but it, again, you use the word, you kind know, of reinstills, reinstills those things when you go experience yourself, like, oh, this is exactly what they were talking about. They're absolutely right. Let's make this change or, or make that change.
2: Absolutely. That, that's that's it. That's it. Exactly right.
1: Are there are there any peripheral pieces, backpacks or anything like that that you're making making changes to, or or even shoes? is yeah. there anything you're going down that line outside of the, the the clothing part of it.
2: So we we actually we've got a smaller version of our backpack coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've changed up some straps on it. We've put some straps on the bottom of the pack. We've added some new buckles. Um, they're, they're more high end, uh, auto locking buckles that are easier to use. So we, we've, we've beefed up the pack, the the larger pack, and we'll have a smaller, more run and gun type pack coming. Um, I've redesigned our, um, collars for, for all of our like vest and jackets. Uh, we're, we're we're working with an attorney right now to get our patented patent, uh, implemented. Um, so we, we've got a a tapered collar design that's unique to anything in the industry to where, you know, I've seen it over and over and over again. I never could figure it out. And and I kind of went the same route with these big full front collars that when you have them zipped all the way up and you try to get anchored, they could be in the way. And then if you have them unzipped that you can actually get string interference with them. Uh So what we've done is come around the back and, and we'll be, we'll be launching all this stuff. In, in about a month, but um, come around the back and it scallops down to the point of the zipper so that it's completely out of the way and you can never get any string interference. And then, you know, for guys that aren't bow hunters, we'll have our standard collar available as well. And then then guys that are bow hunters that they want something warm on their neck, you know, they can throw a neck gaiter or face gaiter on, um, you know, to, to, to do that. So that that's some changes. Then we've got some fabric changes coming. <laughs> Excuse me. We're gonna keep our our um, kind of proprietary fleece on the front of all of our garments, but on the back, we're coming out with more of a berber or thicker type fleece on mm-hmm. the back in case you are you know standing up against a tree or needing to move. Um, and, and then under the armpits, the same with that higher pile sherpa fleece. The to, not not to, to, to bore anybody here, but. What happens when you get that real kind of I'll call it nappy or, or Berber fleece? You have to wet print it, and when you wet print the camo on that type fleece, uh, it, it soaks down in between the fibers, and you lose a lot of the clarity um, or definition of the camo pattern. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use it because it, it it's quiet it's a quieter fabric but i feel like it only needs to be placed in the areas where you need to be the quietest and then whatever's going to be presented to the animal you know your chest if you're trying to draw or, or shoot your gun you know that needs to be the high integrity pattern so we'll leave that so it's it's going to be it's going to be super unique and stuff that guys haven't seen before in in the camo industry well,
1: that's so interesting you say that. So one of one of the specific features you just talked about was was the zipper. Mm-hmm. So in in a past life in, back in two thousand eleven, jeez, long time, yeah, back. a while. Uh, me and Charles both worked with the camo company, since went defunct, um, but based out of Utah. And one of the, everything they did was based on spot and stock, right? How do we get as as military like from that mindset? The the owner of that of that camo company. One of his one of his best friends was Glenn Doherty, uh, one of the guys that was killed in Benghazi. Oh yeah, wow, yeah. So, so a lot of the designs came from uh, Anthony Dixon, who who owned Forty Six Rail, talking with Glenn about, hey, you know, you you hunt people for a living. How do you stay concealed? And took a lot of those those camo patterns, patterns or or camo styles or clothing styles into account. And one of the ones that I, I that I love the most, and I still four or five of the vests or the jackets was exactly what you were talking about as a bow hunter how do you not have that that zipper right there under your chin especially if you're a guy even you come down to a guy with a beard oh God, like yeah. even just zipping it up zipping your beard up in in that center <laughs> <zip>. and there's <laughs> yes. the, did what you're talking about it was almost more of a lapel zip where it zipped away from away from your away from your your trigger hand, right? So as a right-handed guy, it zipped across the other way. So it was never there was no point. It was a cup and a lapel zipped yep. crossed, which I, I I absolutely love because of that scenario. The amount of times you go to draw, especially wearing a little bit bulkier jacket or anything, you've got that zipper point just sticking right in your chin, and and start catching your catching the release on it, or you fill your fill your your string go just off of it because it's in the way. So I think that is that's a phenomenal change to
2: to to the camera.
0: Introducing
1: I'm, it, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm re- I can't believe someone else <laughs> hasn't done that since it's really I, been I, the only one I've I seen. I can't
2: I can't either. I, I can't either. But you, you know it's 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 amazing. You know you, it's always the status quo. It's it's X company. You know is the big boy, and they came out with you know this design, so mm-hmm. everybody's got to do that exact same thing. Mm-hmm but that that's not you know that's not the case i mean it's got to it's got to function i mean again we're trying to stack the deck and just get little things yeah. you know in, for our advantage and and you know that that's something that can really i mean I, <clears throat> I i saw it multiple times in videos this year guys getting string interference with um with their collars because they weren't mm-hmm. jumping they weren't tipped all the way up Mm -hmm. or they or you know their anchor points are different you know they anchor and shoot all year with their their you know if they're shooting a thumb release or even an index finger release up against their their cheekbone and they've got these big collars that throw that off and i mean you can miss three or four inches at 30 yards doing that oh yeah and and that's that's all it takes to to ruin a season uh
1: i know (laughs) 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 oh well, well. So, anything on have you have you looked into shoes or has that ever come up? Because that's that's been a big thing.
0: With well, people I sho- would love it if they could somehow you could work with like the noble shoe, uh, shoes <laughs> and have that pattern. Because I love the shoes, but I think the pattern would look sweet on that. One. Well,
2: we we would love to to license the, the pattern to a really good shoemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there are shoes and boots are so. I think you gotta, I think you gotta be one or the other. You Mm -hmm. you gotta be really good at clothes or really good at shoes. And, and we just, I don't think that's an elephant we want to tackle right now. Um, But, but I would love to get with a a shoe or boot company that that makes a good quality boot. I've got some ideas for some designs that would change things there too. Um, And just, you know, maybe consult with them on a, on a white tail boot and a white tail shoe and, and put, our, uh, put, put our camo on it.
0: I would love to do that. That'd be like closing everything from the top to the bottom. You'd be fully packed with your pattern. That would be awesome.
2: Yeah, we just, you know, a, as we grow, I, I, think, uh, I think that'll, you know, we'll get more opportunities to, to do that. And, um, you know, hopefully we can find an up-and-coming shoe boot company that, that would want to, want to partner with us or just license our pattern. You know, we, and I don't even know that we'd want anything for the, for for the, them using the, the pattern. It would just, it would just help us all, you know, it it would help, you know, everybody.
1: How can we, uh, how can we get bows dipped? If someone wants to get their bow dipped in in Osseo, what's what's the
2: process? I would do that easily. So, (laughs) So, so believe it or not, I've been through three dippers already and all three of them have failed miserably. We, we were lucky to get Jay's uh, gun done. That that was a fiasco to get his, his shotgun done, but we, we finally got it done. I sent my bow to a dipper, and, you know, they came highly recommended, and they put my limbs in some kind of acid, and it, it melted my limbs. Gosh so that almighty. that never, ne- never came about. And then the other guy was all about doing it, and, and he never would get back to me. So I've got the film, I know where to make the film, and I've got a lot of film. So if any of your listeners are out there that do high-end dipping, we have probably 100 to 200 guys that want to get either their guns or their bows dipped in our pattern. And so we can send you a whole bunch of business, and we've got all the film to do it. We just got to find somebody to do it. That's all we need.
3: And by high-end dippers, we're not referring to Copenhagen and Grizzly. <laughs> <laughs> there will be some rednecks that listen to this that says, oh, yeah, I, let me give my a call. I want to chew that <laughs> one. <laughs> no,
0: <sucks>. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> um, Joe, I'm
3: the only one at the table right now that's slacking and has not bought any Ozio. Um, but um, our good buddy, Justin Mizell, um, he's just – he hunts with us and – was in our couple of our videos that we posted this year for for My Bro Rush. Um and he uh, he broke down and bought some, and he was he was speaking very highly of it as well, and so I think this year um, I'll probably make the switch over. Think. I've always
0: well, there's no thinking. There's there's, no yeah. <laughs> you're on you're on record here. So is it thinking? I, I am
3: I am on record. It's a it's a hard commitment. I've always I've I've run Drake non typical for the past few years, and I, I do enjoy that brand a lot. Um, but um you know this year i'm building a house right now that's my issue okay (laughs) Uh, i'm I'm in the middle of building a house and if if you know anything about that in 2023 it's just ridiculous so um man
2: i feel for you but yeah that is that is a tough proposition but what we'll have to do is we'll have to get a buy bow rush discount code and uh implement that into the deal and then that, that hopefully that'll that'll swing you over to our side of the fence so see if we can get Absolutely. some people buying.
1: Yeah, I think when we when we first got camo, me and Travis uh jumped on the boat shortly after Brandon did. Oh, yeah. um
0: it's like John.
1: That. John bought some. Myzel did. So we're tr- we're tr- we're trying to make people believers, man. We just keep we just keep wear- wearing well, the camera. I camo.
2: appreciate it. Pre- I, I appreciate it more than you know. One hundred times, it really. It, yeah, I appreciate that a lot.
3: The proofs in the pudding. I mean, uh, Scott killed a monster in Illinois this year, and um, it was a it was a good, interesting story. And, and if you, you know, viewers and listeners can go back and listen to previous podcasts and hear this story, we'll be here all night, you know, talking about <laughs> Illinois. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the proofs in the pudding. These guys are laying down some absolute hammers, and every one of them is wearing
2: Ozio. you know. so um, That's good good to see man it really is it's uh it's 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 starting to take hold and 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 get some of the share and and we, we're just man we're so excited about it
0: i have to say though i've also kind of caught myself wearing it non-hunting related reasons <laughs> to just go like to the grocery store and so it, i think the pattern itself it just it adds a little bit more style to it than just going for hunting
2: Man, I do, too. I wear it to work almost every day. Now, Obviously, I've got a dog in the fight, but I we were in Nashville. <laughs> we're, we're, we're big, uh, we're, we're big uh, baseball fans. I I, I played at the University of South Carolina, and my wife's a big baseball fan. So, we went and watched them play Vanderbilt. And, uh, man, I saw a couple guys, you know, downtown Nashville that had had our vests on, and that, that was really cool to see. That's awesome. Joe, I have a
3: really good business idea. I don't know if you're ready I mean, for it or not. I'm ready. I I think what will set you apart from every other camo line in the world is if we do a fashion Broadway show. (laughs) (laughs) And you get the most handsome hunters in the industry, and uh, Scott included in that. Oh, just kidding, Scott. No, don't <laughs> slow your head up. But um,
2: well, that that rule out. So we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to. Murphy's <laughs> Law.
3: It'll be. Uh, you know, you gotta fit in, Joe, to 2023 and the culture. You know, and uh, so maybe doing that that'll get some of the younger generation involved too. You know, so. I'm just I'm that, just that, messing.
2: That absolutely could be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, oh. well what, what do you have on the books for uh, for next next season? I mean, I know it's it's going to be here before we know it. Are there any big hunts or are there any big conventions? Obviously, you know A- ATA and shot show and stuff like that. But are there any any shows you're going to or hunts you're doing? You want
2: you we know, actually we're we're actually we we've got one in Alabama and mm-hmm. then we've got one in Georgia it's like the big buckarama oh yeah and i think oh, that's, yeah, that's a it's good show in july or august so that's yeah a, we'll be there we're gonna have a, a big booth there i think it's a 30 by 10 or 30 by 20 booth we'll be there for that show um and then and then next year yeah we've got we've got over 20 trade shows that that we'll be going to or consumer shows we we had a lot of success at them this year i wish we had done it you know right out of the gate but what we learned it's important for guys to see it feel it and touch it so um be doing a bunch of shows and as far as hunts, you know, start here in August and, and then, um, you know, just kind of travel West Kentucky, Ohio, Kansas, and, and, you know, kind of re- repeat the process and see if we can't find some big deer, but yeah, man, it's, it's already, you know, it's, 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 it's time. I don't think it ever stops. You know, you're, you're constantly trying to find access to new properties and, Figure out what deer kind of made it and, you know, and and how to improve your spot. So it's, it's like y'all, it's, it's a year round, year round deal.
3: Absolutely. And, um,
1: yeah, I was going to ask them. So I was actually looking back through, um, some of our recent conversations, podcasts, or just even some of our our hunting trips and, and, uh, kind of networking side, what is it about South Carolina that seems like it's such a hot spot or a great place for someone to, to start a hunting company? You know, we've we've obviously been talking with you for a couple of years now, um, you know, a new upcoming turkey blind, um, Newcomb just came out. They're South Carolina boys and then B4 Outdoors is a non-for-profit uh hunting organization and does most of their stuff out of Missouri. But again, they're, they're South Carolina based. It seems like there's a exploding culture of hunting, going, building new companies in the hunting community. Is there something about South Carolina? It's just kind of been a, a long kept secret and everyone's starting to bring out their ideas or
2: man, so you, you have got me. I, I don't know. It, it may, maybe it's some of that uh, redneck ingenuity <laughs> 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 to, to, to pop through the surface. I, I don't know. Um, that 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 is a very good question. Um, I'm I'm not sure.
1: When when did you? And we talked about this a little bit on the initial one. But for people catching on to Osio on this podcast for the first time, when did you start Osseo? When was really the first idea for it? And then when did you launch?
2: Yes. Yeah, so October of 2018 is when I I I, I always had. I was very fortunate to do some sheep and goat hunting, you know, kind of over the last 10 years and got exposed to the really high-end hunting clothes, you know, the, the the light stuff that kept you super warm with the windproof liners. And so I really wanted to bring that to the to the whitetail world. I just thought that there was a gap there, because most of those companies were born out west, and you know they they had good western and mountain hunting camouflage, but and and most of them have migrated to the whitetail market. But in my mind, they still have kind of missed the pattern of what we need as whitetail hunters, and so that that was the missing link for me was a really good camo pattern that that made sense and different. You know, in all environments where, where white tail live, and and so in October of eighteen is is, is when I got the idea to, to use that kind of that ambush owl type pattern. I saw those great horn owls fighting, and then when they flew off, you know that one disappeared in those trees, and that that's kind of when it started. was was October of two thousand eighteen, and we launched in July of two thousand nineteen. So it was a pretty, pretty fast, uh, fast process.
1: Man, I, I love hearing that. Well. How can, how can listeners, how can they find you, follow you on either socials or, or reach out to you directly to, to start getting some product in their hands?
2: Yeah, man, I appreciate that. So Osiogear, asiogea is our website, um, and, and I see every email that comes through there. So if somebody wants to email there, they can also email me directly at Joe at Oseogear. and then Instagram is Joe Miles Hunting, uh, and I, I, respond to all the messages I get on there and, um, Facebook is Joe Miles hunting and then, um, all, all of the same for, for Osseo, Osseo gear on Instagram and Facebook. And then we do have a Joe Miles hunting, uh, YouTube channel where we do some, some bow testing and, and some arrow testing and broadheads and stuff like that. It's pretty interesting. So we, yeah, that, that's where everybody can find us.
3: Joe, I just followed you on Instagram. <laughs>
2: thank you man i'll, I'll keep
3: up, you up with you
0: i'll keep up with you <laughs> send them a message <laughs> I appreciate <it. laughs> see if he when replies. <laughs> are we doing the broadway
3: show that's awesome. funny
1: yeah. well hey thank you so much for joining uh you know definitely let's touch bases Hunting season kind of gets kicked off i know you'll be traveling all over the place but we'd love to kind of follow along with you a little bit and see see how this season hunting wise goes as well as uh, from what the what the camo pattern's doing and some of the stories you're hearing back
2: from from people out there using in the field yeah guys well thank you all so much and please if, if y'all see anything with the stuff and i'm serious about that if y'all want to get like a a code or something for your listeners or followers or for for you guys to use we, we i'd love to help you out and love to get y'all's feedback as well so so thank you very much oh thank Absolutely. you very much
1: for offering that we'll definitely take it up on take take you up on it and try and get some more people uh, on the uh,
2: on the train here Absolutely. Thanks, man. You guys have a good night. You too. Thanks, Joe. Take care.
0: Thanks a lot, guys. Well, guys, I mean, this episode was great. I was glad to get Joe back on here, talk about the new things that they're coming, the innovations that they're trying to bring into the new product line. That is going to be exciting to see.
1: Yeah. um, For those just kind of tuning in, maybe this is your first time listening to to My Bow Rush, or maybe it's been a little bit uh, this episode talking with Joe Miles with osseo gear uh, we're super fortunate we talked to him back in 2020 episode 45 if you want to go back and maybe listen to that one as well joe is just a great speaker has awesome stories oh yeah and to kind of hear where they started you know three and a half years ago to kind of where they're at now uh, they're just continually growing
0: how did we get in touch with them could you could You called remember? him you just called
1: him. all right i shot him a message on Instagram. That
0: right there is a testament of what he talked about when in this episode he is a down to earth person. And like he will say, and you'll hear, is that he will answer his questions or answer your messages. And so you basically just send him a text message or a. An,
1: I think I got him on my Instagram or Facebook, just reached out and introduced myself. And, you know, I, th- I think we had one or two. Prior people like network wise that we had in common, but that's yeah. I was I was I'm I'm no right I'm a, I'm Josh Mo with the podcast, um, so for him to answer as quickly as he did, and he stayed in he stayed in touch uh, you know over these last couple of years throughout hunting season, uh, so to be able to just shoot a message and you know hey here's we're in Illinois this is what the, this is what the the pattern's doing for us or this is how the camo's performing and to get responses back is just something you don't get with with other camo lines or Honestly, with a majority other companies in this industry, you don't get that kind of response.
3: No, you don't. And I think customer service is a thing of the past, and unfortunately, in today's world. Um, So to have a company that does appreciate that and does live by their words, um, you know, that to me is worth buying. It's almost priceless, (laughs) right? Yeah, it's almost priceless, and and so um, you just there's something something to be said about that. So, uh, yeah, guys, I mean, if, if you're on the fence about some new some new camo gear for the year, um, you know, now's the time to go ahead and start talking to your wives about it or to either, <laughs> a, a, talk to your wives about it, or B, um, go ahead and start stashing money in that separate account um, a little bit at a time. <laughs> now's the time to get that going because September will be here before you know it. And, um, you know, it's already April middle crazy. of april end of april end nearly april yeah it'll be may so how many more months till deer season
0: it's coming up june, quick july, august september four months yeah april wait april may june july august september five months
3: five months five, five months yeah
0: so and you guys it's it's it's
1: very affordable camo right i mean there's a lot of stuff out there that's just super high dollars and how much you're going to spend um, what you're spending on Osseo, especially when you wrap in the kind of
0: technology, you know, the, yeah, technology
1: material, what it actually is, it, it's 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 cost effective. But uh, Joe is also uh, nice enough; he's extended us a, a ten ten percent dis, discount for our, for our listeners. We're gonna talk about that in the podcast a little bit. We'll also post it in the show notes. Uh, so if you want to just try something out, you know the the midweight Pants and then the midweight hoodie um, is probably the the initial purchase. Joe even talked about that a little bit, and honestly, it's where where I started out, you know, before I end up buying the rest of it. But uh, yeah, that mid midweight pant,
0: um, and that's the thing I got to get this yep. year. And that's the one thing I have not got, and I regret it. I really mm-hmm. do. Feel like I need to got that. I should have bought it the first time. Now I'm definitely getting it.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, in Georgia, that that hoodie is. Yeah, you know, I've seen amazing. Scott and them. Y'all, you, know, you know, I've seen y'all wearing them. That is that is the exact type of material you need for early season in Georgia because you're going to be hunting in eighty, ninety degree weather, and mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's important. You want something that you can breathe in, be cool in, um, scent control. Um, there's just there's so many factors in early season hunting. Um, well,
0: the hoodie, the biggest part about it is it's got the mask built yeah, right into the it. That was rolls. the coolest thing. It, that is integrated cool. face mask. Yep. Integrated face mask.
3: Yep. Wow. So.
1: So you guys listen to it um you know again joe's got some good stories he'll go into kind of tell you where where osseo is today where compared to where it was uh, when he started in 2018 had the had the idea for the first time uh, and make sure use that code to get your first first set of osseo
0: yeah absolutely well guys um this was a great episode what do you think we have coming up next so we've got a few we've got to get on the
1: books. Um, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about, about B4, right? Kevin Rhodes. Um, we've had one podcast with him, number of conversations. We're having some some kind of partner conversations as well with him yep. um, for some future stuff. We've got some exciting stuff coming up uh, over this next couple of years with, uh, with Kevin. Uh, but he's been fortunate, or we've been fortunate enough that he's introduced us to a number of other um, I don't know, either well-known or... or well-established people in the industry, so we've got three podcasts coming up that we'll talk a little bit more about later on.
0: What about uh, his buddy over here?
3: Uh, uh, yeah, we're working on that. Um, that's that's something that's in the in the works too, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I've got a, I've reached out to uh, another individual, and um, he he owns a um, he he started a hunting show, and he's on uh, several of the big, you know. Television and internet uh, hunting series. Um, just an awesome guy. Actually, uh, knew him from high school. So, um, just waiting to hear back from a few people. Um, and and guys, if if you know you guys know some somebody or um, or you know yourself, you have some good hunting stories and, and things like that. Maybe we can do a, a listener uh, podcast episode one day and, and and get some different stories. And because you know the reality is we all have. We all have our individual hunting adventure that we're on, and we all have uh, unique experiences in the woods that probably nobody else has experienced. and so' that's, I think it's important to get that stuff out there and let people you know that may be on the fence about hunting or you know getting the younger generation involved, letting them know how uh, how exciting and cool it can be and, and just uh, you know letting people know um, how you're hunting. Story is is being written, you know.
1: So, if you've got a story that you want to tell people, whether you you know you've been telling all your friends and family, and you think it's something that uh, you want to tell other people, just leave it and contact us, uh, send us an email.
0: You can reach us on our socials. Basically, yeah. I mean, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) if you want to uh, us know who you are, come to our and find us on our website or find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram. We're actually doing some TikTok, but we haven't been able to get uh, Scott or uh, Chasten to do any dancing. I wish you didn't say Chasten. Chasten, Chasten, Chasten. For a while, they always said Chasten forever. It took me forever because it's Chasten, but it's like for the longest uh, time it was Chasten. So So it's mybowrush.com Forward slash, follow us. Follow us, and I'll give you all the links. Then you can find us in those different social medias. Mm-hmm. Give us a message, and we'll be back in touch with you and see if we can get you on the line. Or if you just got something you want to share, please let us know. As well as what Joe asked, he says if you know anyone that can do what was it? Um, do dipping. The do dipping, um, and you know someone that can possibly do it right. Let us know, and we'll give it to them.
3: And that that's hydro dipping. We're not yep. talking about Copenhagen and <laughs> no. whatever, or, or whatever the brands are. You know so um yeah guys thank y'all for tuning
0: in until next time you gonna say any kind of the corny slings at the end i got nothing for you this time guys well oh, come on nothing
1: hey listen if the nanny nanny doe blows she's gotta go that's right That's
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys take it.